All right, guys, welcome on in to the seventh episode of the Wasatch Basketball Podcast. Today we will uh, continue our series of the pre-draft division breakdowns. But before we do, um, we've actually got quite a bit to cover. There's a lot happening in the NBA right now. Um, I, you know, I love the NBA season itself, but the off season is so much fun. And this is where the NBA has really done a great job of building its brand to where there's news going on pretty much all 365 days of the year. There's something happening. Um, and just a few minutes ago, um, I'm recording this. Um, it is Saturday. It is the, sorry, I believe it's the 15th. It is the 15th of June. We are five days away from the draft and we have a monster trade that just took place. Anthony Davis, who in my opinion is one of the top 10 players in the NBA, has just been traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. In return, the Pelicans will be receiving from the Lakers, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and three first-round picks, including the number four pick in this year's draft. Um, this is... This is a huge, huge trade. You don't see players of this magnitude move very often. And you definitely don't see it happen this early in the offseason. This offseason is going to be a lot of fun. Um, what's funny about this, though, is I see that as the biggest news right now, even though the Toronto Raptors just won the NBA Finals. Um, I haven't talked about this yet on the podcast, but they they beat the Warriors in six games. Now, the Warriors were really hobbled. Um, they've had problems with injury. Um, as I talked before, Kevin Durant ruptured his Achilles. During this game six, Klay Thompson tore his ACL. So both of them, you know, some of the best players in the NBA, we won't be able to see them this next season. Um, Bob Myers, the GM of the Warriors, has come out and said, though, that he does want both players back um, and is willing to to give them their Big Macs contracts and bring them back even with them not playing. However, if they do this, the luxury tax for the Warriors is estimated to be over $200 million. Now, if you're winning championships and you're bringing in tons and tons of revenue, I guess that really isn't that much amount money to you. Um, but yeah, so, uh, with that, we will go ahead and move on in to our, uh, divisional breakdown. Um, today we're going to cover the, um, we're going to cover the Pacific division of the Western Conference. And of course, um, uh, we're going to cover the powerhouse of that division. We're going to cover the Warriors first of all. Um, again, the Warriors just lost in the finals. Um, they've made it to the finals the last five seasons. They've won three. Um, but they're at a big turning point right now. Durant's hurt. Thompson's hurt. Cousins is probably going to leave in free agency. Iguodala and Livingston might retire or, you know, they're just not the same players anymore. Um, they, of course, they still have Steph Curry, but Steph's getting older. Um... He hasn't quite shown it yet, but he's he's over 30. 
He's a small guy. He's had injury problems in the past. So the Warriors are going to need to look to, to the future a little bit. Now they can still try and compete now, but I wouldn't put all my eggs in, in one basket right now with the Fazem. I would look to maybe make some trades, get a little younger, get some picks, and try and move off some money too if possible. Um, one idea that I, I have, and this is a guy I want uh, my Jazz to trade for as well, but I think it would be a good idea for the Warriors to see if the Magic would be willing to move Aaron Gordon by sending them Draymond Green. Now, this next season, Draymond Green will probably still be a better player than Aaron Gordon, but as Aaron continues to develop and Draymond continues to age, um, you're going to get a lot better value out of Aaron Gordon. Plus, he has three more years on his deal. Draymond's ends after this next season. Draymond's going to want a max. Meanwhile, Aaron Gordon's contract is descending in value. The last year of his deal, he'll be making $16 million, as opposed to the $21 million he was making this last year. Um, so just... You know, just another option for them to look into. Um, the top players on this Warriors team, you have, of course, you have Steph Curry. He is under contract for quite a while now. Um, just barely signed a huge extension this last summer. You have Kevin Durant, but again, he's hurt. He just ruptured his Achilles. Plus, he has a player option, and other teams have said that they're willing to give him the max and let him recover from his Achilles. So it'll be interesting to see if he does decide to go to a different team. Um, the Knicks would be, a, you know, an option there because the Knicks have a lot of money available and just having Kevin Durant on their roster would be a huge thing for ticket sales, for excitement about the Knicks. You have Clay Thompson, who he's actually an uh, unrestricted free agent this year and he just tore his ACL. But Bob Myers, the GM of the Warriors, has said that he wants Thompson back. Um, Thompson will... Also get some attention from the Lakers. Um, his dad played for the Lakers, was part of the uh, um, the Showtime Lakers with Magic Johnson. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if Clay decides to leave too, it, especially since it looks like this may be the end of this dynasty. Um, they have Draymond Green, who I'm not a huge fan of. I I think he's a head case. I think he's not a great guy to have in the locker room, so I would I would consider trading him. Especially again since he's on the last year of his contract. He has value. I would I would trade him and get as much as I possibly could. I think if you traded him for Aaron Gordon, you could get Aaron Gordon and their uh 16th pick in this year's upcoming draft. And at 16, you could add a guy like uh Rui Hachimura, a Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Keldon Johnson, maybe a P.J. Washington, um, depending on who's available. But you could get some <clears throat> young talent coming in to start uh, building up this team. Plus, they'll have their 28th pick um, in this upcoming draft. Um, and again, I would be looking for, I'd be looking for older guys. I wouldn't try and get you know these 19-year-olds that you're gonna have to spend time developing. I would try to get somebody that can immediately come in and be a contributor right away. Um, <clears throat> the Warriors also have Andre Iguodala. He'll be on the last year of his deal, um, coming up, making about $16 million. But as we saw in these playoffs, he's not the same player. 
he has value. It's just not at sixteen million. Um, it'd be nice if uh, you know. I don't really know what they can do here because they can they could involve him in a trade, but they still want him on the roster. But they'd want him at a lower cap number. Um, if I was a Gidala, you know he's won three championships. He's had a great career. Maybe it's time to hang it up, you know, um, and not have the huge descent and have the last couple seasons of your career have you look like a bad player. Um, also in the Warriors, they have Sean Livingston. Um, Livingston's, uh, I think he's on a team option this next year for about $8 million. If I'm the Warriors, I'd turn it down. Maybe you still bring him back, um, but on like a minimum deal. Because just like Iguodala, he still has value. It's just not to the same level as when they sign these big contracts. Um, the Warriors do have some young talent. But a lot of them are free agents. Um, Jordan Bell. Uh, really good. Uh, combo big. Can play the power forward. Can play the center. But he's going to be a free agent. Because he was a second round pick. He was only signed for a couple of years. Um, you have Kevon Looney. Also going to be a free agent. But he actually was able to step in. And be their starting five. For a lot of the time this season. Um if the number isn't too big, I would consider bringing him back. You have Damian Jones, who's a guy I really like. He, guy that gives a lot of effort. Really athletic. Seven feet tall. Um, and he's under contract for this next year. You have Quinn Cook, who is a guy that they brought up from the G League last year. He's also going to be a free agent. And I think there's going to be teams out there that are going to be willing to give him some money. Um, he's a good point guard to bring off the bench. Good score. They also have uh, Jacob Evans, who they drafted this last year. He really didn't get much opportunity, um, but he was only 19. Uh, and he's he's a really good athlete. He's a good ball handler. He's actually a guy that can play the that kind of point forward position, kind of like what Justice Winslow was playing this last year with the Heat. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he, how he develops, especially with Thompson out. He may actually be able to step in and be their starting uh two for this next year um, going into the into the offseason the Warriors will be already 11 over the cap and that's without Durant uh, picking up his player option and that's without Thompson getting a new deal um, other free agents that they'll have um, Andrew Bogut who I'm sure if, if they want to bring him back they can bring him back on a minimum same with uh, Jonas Urebko. If they want to bring him back, you can bring him on the minimum. And then also you have um, Alfonso McKinney, who was actually pretty good for them off the bench this year. Um, but he's just one of those players where he's a good person to have in the regular season, but in the postseason he really doesn't offer you much, especially since teams move to you know eight or nine players in their rotation in the playoffs. Um so in my mock-off season, and this is all before Thompson got hurt and before Durant got hurt uh, when I did my mock-off season, so this may be a little different now, um, but I'd have them bring Thompson back. I'd actually have them go out and sign Tyson Chandler um, to be a backup uh, center. I'd have them bring Jordan Bell back, have bring uh, Kevon, Kevon Looney back, 
um, Quinn Cook back and McKinney back. And with their 28th pick, I'd have them bring in Dylan Windler out of Belmont. Um, Windler would give them some good shooting. Um, he's a senior at Belmont, so again, he's not a guy that is 19 that you're going to have to spend time developing. He can step in right away. And if Durant leaves, I think he can step in and be your starting three right away. Um, especially with the injuries that they have to deal with. They're, they're going to put out some interesting lineups. So after this, the uh, the Warriors would be $61 million over the cap, which is way over the, the luxury tax. They're going to pay the luxury tax this year, um, I think, no matter what. Um, so after all this, their starting five would look something like this. You'd have Kevon Looney at the five. Draymond Green at the four, Dylan Windler at the three. Um, I have Clay Thompson at the two here, but I don't think he's going to play all next year, so it'd probably be Jacob Evans. Um, and then you have Steph at the one. And then coming off the bench, as long as you decide to keep them, you'd have Iguodala, Livingston, Quinn Cook, Tyson Chandler, Jordan Bell, Fonzo McKinney, of course, Jacob Evans, and uh, Damian Jones. Um... I think even with the loss of Thompson, I think they, they're still a playoff team, but they're definitely not the favorite in the West anymore with this lineup. So with that, we'll move on to the next team in this uh, this division, Sorry, um, which will be the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, the Clippers had a, they had a surprising year this year. Um, if you look at their lineup right away, it doesn't seem like they would be one of the better teams in the West. But they were able to push the, the Warriors to six games in the first round, even with them all being healthy. Now, once Kevin Durant decided to turn it on and be, you know, the best player in the NBA, um, it was over for the Clippers. But they do have they have some young talent. They have some really good guys off the bench. They have some they have some promise. Plus, they have a lot of money in uh, free agency this year. And some guys that are really interested in going there. Um, their top players this last year, you had Danilo Gallinari. Um, Danilo was finally healthy this year and showed exactly why you give a guy like him a $20 million a year contract. Um, he can play the three, he can play the four. He played primarily the four this year. Really, really good shooter, over 40% from three. Um, you had Lou Williams coming off the bench. Now, Lou Williams is one of those guys that you give him the ball and he's going to find a way to put the ball in the basket. Like, doesn't matter if it's from three, the mid-range, at the hoop, getting to the free throw line, the guy's a scorer. Problem is, he doesn't play that great of defense. That's why you put him with the second unit so he can guard second unit guys. They also had Montrez Harrell, who was also a second unit guy this last year. And both Williams and Harrell are, are up for uh, sixth man of the year this year. Uh, Montrez... He's a 6'8", undersized 5, but he's he's a fireball. He gets after it on the boards. He can score really well around the basket, plays decent enough defense. He's got a big enough body that he can keep guys out of the post on defense. And again, he's going against second unit guys, so he can dominate a lot of those guys. And they also had Patrick Beverly. Um, Patrick Beverly is going to be a free agent this year. Um, I would strongly consider bringing him back if I was them, but he may get priced out. There may be a team that's willing to give him a lot more than what the Clippers are willing to pay him, but he's a he's a bulldog. You bring him in, um, 
to really get under the skin of the other team. Uh, amazing defender. Uh, the first couple games of that Warriors series, he was really getting after Kevin Durant. And that's a big reason that um, he he is a big reason that the that they were able to get a couple games from the Warriors. Um, they do have some good young talent. Um, they'll have uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, who they drafted last year out of Kentucky, six six, really long point guard, good defender. Um, his offense is coming along. It'll be it'll be kind of cool to see how he develops over time. They also have Landry Shamit, who they got in their trade with uh, Tobias Harris this last year. Shamit is a really good shooter, um, a guy that I really liked going into the draft this last year um, and was able to show out in his time with the 76ers um, and made himself really valuable. That's one of the big reasons the Sixers were able to get Tobias Harris was trading him. You have Avica Zubac, who is going to be a free agent this year. Um He'll be he'll have an interesting market because he's super young still. He's twenty one. Um, he's really good around the basket. He's a good rebounder, good defender. But centers like him really aren't getting paid in the NBA right now, um, unless you're just an absolute freak. Um, but he's not that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. He could, you know, somebody could give him you know fifteen million a year. But I see his market more in the four to eight million. Um, I don't know if if the Clippers would be willing to bring him back. Um, if he's any higher than that four to eight million, um, and then they also have Jerome Robinson, who really didn't show out much this year. Um, he was a rookie that they got out of Boston College last year, but he's a you know he's a decent shooter. He's just, he's a guy that he's going to need time to develop. Um, but, you know, if they can give him time, they have good depth at the guard. So he can he can take his time and really focus on building up his game. Um, so going into this offseason, the Clippers will have $60 million in cap. Um, a lot of people are speculating that Gallinari is going to be on the trade market um, in an attempt to clear salary cap space. Um, so that they can get two uh, max salary spots. Um, personally, if I was the Clippers, though, I'd look to sign one big uh, max salary guy and then use whatever's left to get kind of a more of a mid, mid-tier level guy um, and keep Gallinari because I think Gallinari is uh, very valuable to this team. Um, as far as free agents, the Clippers will have Wilson Chandler, Garrett Temple, Jermichael Green, Patrick Beverly, Rodney McGruder, and Ivatsa Zubac. Um, a lot of these guys were really good contributors, especially off the bench for them. Jermichael Green played really well at the starting five at times during the playoffs. Garrett Temple's a good wing defender. Um, Patrick Beverly, I already talked about him. Just, you know, pit bull gets after it on defense. Magruder is a good shooter off the bench. Um, so in, in my mock-off season, I have the Clippers. Um, and this will be interesting because I have them pick up Kawhi Leonard, but Kawhi Leonard just won a, a championship with the Rap- the Raptors. And in most cases, people wouldn't leave a team that they just won a championship with. But 
Kawhi still, it kind of seems like he's wanting to leave and go to go to Los Angeles. Um, so I have them pick up Kawhi Leonard, and then I also have them take a chance on a guy like DeMarcus Cousins. Now, DeMarcus is not going to take his, the mid-level exception like he did this last year. But I think if you offer him what's left of the uh, of the salary cap there, which would be about $23 million, if you offered him that, I think he'd take it. And then all of a sudden, you have a starting five that looks something like this. You'd have DeMarcus Cousins, Danilo Gallinari, Kawhi Leonard, Landry Shamit, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Off the bench, you'd have Montrezl Harrell, um, Lou Williams, Jerome Robinson, and Sundarius Thornwell. I think this is one of the could be one of the top teams in the West. That front court is amazing of Cousins, Gallinari, and Leonard. That's that's a lot of length. That's a lot of floor spacing. It's a lot of uh, ball distribution between the three. Gilgis Alexander is a great defender at the one. Shamit's a great shooter. Um, so the Clippers um, don't have their first this year. That was involved in the 76ers trade. Um, and then after all this, the Clippers would actually still have about $3 million left in cap. Um, so, you you know, later on in the year, they could be uh, players in the buyout market. Um, they could help, you know, facilitate a trade. Uh, so there's options for this Clippers team. Now, with the Cousins deal, I would give them a one-year deal. Um, if I'm uh, Jerry West... And the rest of the front office for the Clippers. I'm a little wary of tying ourselves up with money for a long, long time. Now, Leonard, if he wants four years, you give him four years. Um, but, I, again, I would be a little wary with Cousins with tying up that money. Um, just because he's now he's got an injury history. Um, hopefully with a full offseason, though, Cousins actually starts to come back to the old form he had before he tore his Achilles. Um, but I think he'd be a good good addition to this team. So with that, we'll move on to the third team and another surprise team in this division, which is the Kings. Um, the Kings were the last team out of the playoffs this year for the West, um, but they were fun to watch. They were, they were really exciting. Um, some of their young guys really came along and, you know, they're not tied up with money. They have a, a good core. They have guys at each position. Um, so be interesting to see what this Kings team does this, this off season, if they really try and take some, some big stabs or if they, you know, try and just run back the old, the same team and let these guys develop some more. Um, top players on this team, you have De'Aaron Fox, who was in his second year this last year and showed a lot of growth, um, really became a, a really good point guard in this league, helped to, it helped that their, uh, that Dave Yeager really pushed the pace this year, um, uh, made them more of a transition team. Unfortunately though, I think it's unfortunate they fired Dave Yeager. I don't know why, um, but they did hire Luke Walton, um, who was the coach with the Lakers. Luke, I, I don't think he gets enough credit for how much those young guys developed before LeBron showed up. Uh, Kuzma, Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, 
um, that whole group. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does with the Kings. Uh, they have more of an ability to be like the Warriors, which is who Luke Walton was with before he got the Lakers job. Um, they have Buddy Heald. Um, Heald's an inner interesting player because this next year he'll be coming off of his uh, rookie deal so they're gonna have to pay him this next offseason but he really came came along this season like I think he's up for most improved player because he became a great scorer in this league um, great great shooter um, <clears throat> at the uh, trade deadline the Kings went out and got Harrison Barnes from the Mavericks now that deal was more to free up some more cap space for the Mavericks. Um, Harrison Barnes, however, though, is on a player option for about $25 million. Um, if I was him, I would take it. Um, I don't see him getting uh, that same amount of money on the open market. They also have Marvin Bagley, who they drafted this last year, um, who's looking, looking like a good draft pick. 6'11", long. He's a smooth player. He can score already in the NBA. He can rebound pretty well. He's an okay defender. He needs to get better there. Um, but him, Fox, and Heald are a good um, group to build around. And then they also have uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, really good bench scorer. Um, his shooting, his numbers came down a little bit this last year. But uh, most years he's going to be 40 41 percent three-point shooter which is really a good thing to have off the bench and then they also have Willie Cauley-Stein um, Willie's a guy that they drafted uh, four years ago he's actually going to be a free agent this year a restricted free agent um, really good defensive center can he can switch all five positions um, his offense is kind of coming along um, he's more just a rim runner more than anything and his rebounding's not great but if the price is not super high, I would I would bring him back. Um, as far as young guys uh, that they're looking to really build up, I mean, you have Fox, you have Bagley. Um, but as far as guys that haven't really shown their NBA ability quite yet, you have Harry Giles. And that's really the only person I can think of right away that is a young building block. Um but Harry Giles was the number one player going into his uh, coming out of high school. Had a, an ACL problem or injury, went to Duke, never played for them. But he's coming along pretty nicely. He's a really athletic 6'11 uh, forward. Um, that's one of the things you'll find with this Kings roster is they have some really long athletic guys. Which, at the end of the day, sometimes it pays just to be longer and more athletic than the other team. Um, most of the time, talent wins out. But as we could see, like this last year with the, the, with the Trailblazers, Al Farouk Amino and Mo Harkless are awful shooters. But the Portland Trailblazers were really good with them on the court just because of how long and how athletic and how good on defense they were. Um, so going into this offseason, the Kings will have $38 million in cap space, which is a uh, max level slot. However, if Barnes picks up his option, 
then you're down to 13. Um, <clears throat> which is still enough to add a pretty good mid-level player. Um, they also have Alec Burks, who they they picked up in a uh, in a salary dumping move uh, with the Rockets and the Cavs. Um, I don't really see them bringing him back unless he wants to come back on the minimum, and but. You know, he really didn't play for them this much that that much this last year. They also have Costa Kufis, who's a good backup center. Um just one of those guys, kinda like Zaza Pachulia, where he'll he just does the dirty work, just does his job, but he doesn't do anything amazing. And then of course you have Willie Colley Stein, who I mentioned earlier is a restricted free agent. And then you have Corey Brewer, who's gonna be an unrestricted free agent. Just a pest on defense. Um He's a guy that, you know, somebody will bring him in on the minimum. Um, but he's a guy that you, you put on a guy like James Harden, a guy like Kevin Durant, um, LeBron, just to be a pest, just to get in their face, um, slap the ball away a few times. Um, yeah, so in my mock season, I have the Kings bring back Willie Cauley-Stein. Barnes picks up his player option. But then with the the money you have left over, um, you'll have thir- again you have thirteen after Barnes picks up his option, and I would wait just a bit to sign Cully Stein so you have you can use your thirteen million, and I'd bring in Brooke Lopez, and Derrick Rose. Now Brooke Lopez may just get picked back up by the Bucks. Depends on whether the Bucks are willing to pay the luxury tax. Now if I was the Bucks, I would I'd bring everybody back, um, and just pay the tax because. If the Raptors break apart, if Kawhi leaves, and they just decide that the one championship was great, and they, you know, start building around Siakam for the future, then the Bucks are in position to be the the top team in the East. Um, but anyway, um, if they don't, if they're not willing to pay the tax, then Lopez is probably going to be a guy that has to go, and so I have the Kings bring him in. To help space the floor a little bit. And then you bring Derek Rose in to be De'Aaron Fox's backup. And be a mentor to, to De'Aaron Fox. Um, the Kings don't have a first pick or a first round pick in this year's draft. That belongs to the Celtics. Um, so after all this, the Kings would be $10 million over the cap. Which gives them plenty of room underneath the luxury tax to be players in the buyout market. Um, they could help facilitate trades. Um, so after all this, the starting five for the Kings would look something like this. You'd have Brooke Lopez at the five, Marvin Bagley at the four, Harrison Barnes at the three, Buddy Hield at the two, De'Aaron Fox at the one. Coming off the bench, you'd have Derek, Derek Rose, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Nemanja Bialica, Willie Cauley-Stein, Harry Giles, Yogi Ferrell, and Frank Mason. Now, the West is going to be really, really tough this next year. Um, it's tough every year, but I think this Kings team, if it's set up like this, finally gets into the playoffs. Um, especially if Fox and Bagley, um, continue to develop, um, this really could be a really good team. Um, so with that, we'll move on to the fourth team in this division and a team that I, again, I wrote all this up before the massive trade they just made. 
Um, but this team just, again, they just made a huge trade. Um, the Lakers, they just picked up Anthony Davis. So a lot of the young guys that were on this team are no longer there. Lonzo Ball is gone. Brandon Ingram has gone. Uh, Josh Hart is gone. And their fourth number four overall pick is gone. Um, but they can still do a lot of the things that I had listed in this this mock off season, this, especially in free agency. Um, I just got to rewrite some stuff here because that trade really switched things up for this team. Um, anyway, the Lakers, again, they just made a huge trade and got Anthony Davis. Um, again, one of the top 10 players in the NBA. So now they have two top 10 guys. You have LeBron James, you have Anthony Davis, um, and then they they were able to keep a really good piece, a guy that I really like, in Kyle Kuzma. Um, they were hesitant to hold to uh, give him up in the in this trade, and they ended up not having to. Um, they did give up a lot of firsts, but if Davis and James work together really well, then it was well worth it to give up those first round picks. Um, <clears throat> Another top player on this team this last year was Rajon Rondo, who now after making these trades, I think it's a little more likely that they could bring him back. Um, as far as young prospects for this team, again, they just traded a bunch of them away. We have uh, Mo Wagner, who's a stretch five that they got out of Michigan this last year. Still don't know if he's going to make it in the NBA or not. Um, again, he's a really good shooter at the five. But he doesn't really bring you that much other than that. And then they also have Isaac Bonga, who spent most of the year in the G League. But he's an interesting prospect because he's a six foot nine, 180-pound uh, point guard that they got out of Germany this last year in the draft. Um, <clears throat> so before the trade, um, I haven't looked up exactly what the, the salary numbers are. Um, but before the trade, the Lakers are going to have $43 million going into this, this offseason. Um, they'll still have at least a max spot available. Um, <clears throat> as far as free agents going into this offseason, the uh, Lakers will have Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Rajon Rondo, Mike Muscala, Lance Stevenson, Reggie Bullock, Tyson Chandler, uh, Javel McGee and Alex Caruso. Um, where was I going with that? I had something on my mind. If it comes back up, I'll bring it back up. Um, so again, I wrote all this this out before this big trade happened. But um, a player I would I think would fit really well with with this Lakers team. And I have them go out and get in my mock-off season is actually Nikola Busevich. Um, now with Davis now, that, that would actually allow Davis to play the four, which I think he's a better fit at. You could We could see that when he was playing with Cousins. 
So in my mock offseason, I have them go out and get Nikola Vucevic. They bring JaVale McGee back. They bring in Wesley Matthews. They bring in they bring Reggie Bullock back, and they bring back Alex Caruso. Um, they just sent away their their draft pick. Um, so they don't have any picks in the first round this year. Um, after all these moves, the the Lakers would be about twelve million over the cap. And again, after trading away all these guys, their their starting lineup gets. A little interesting. Um, I think they have to go out and get another point guard. But maybe Alex Caruso can fit in there. Um, so your starting five would look like this. You'd have Vucevic at the five. Davis at the four. James at the three. Which James can play the one here and there. When you need him to. I would put Wesley Matthews at the two. And then run Alex Caruso at the one. You'd have Kyle Kuzma coming off the bench. Who's a great scorer. Um... Needs to get better at shooting the three, but he he's just one of those guys that can put the ball in the basket. Um, you'd have Reggie Bullock off the bench. You'd have Mo Wagner off the bench, and you'd have Isaac Bonga off the bench. Um, oh, as well as JaVel McGee. Um, so, yeah. Uh, again, really just an amazing trade that happened, seriously, like an hour ago. Um so it'll be interesting to see where the Lakers go from here. But now they have they have their big two. It'll be interesting to see if they can add that third, whether that be Kemba Walker, Kyrie Irving. Um, I don't think Kawhi Leonard wants to play with LeBron James. Maybe Jimmy Butler would be a good fit here. Um, like I have Nikola Vucevic. I think it would be a good idea to have Davis play the four instead of the five. Um, yeah. Be interesting to see what they do from there. And then, we'll, so with that, we'll move into the last team in this conference, or in this division, um, which will be the Phoenix Suns. Now, the Phoenix Suns have a lot of good young talent. They have some young talent that they haven't developed yet, and a lot of that is because they don't hold on to coaches. Um, I think... I've said it before, but I think Igor Kokoshkov was a great coach for them this last year, and they fired him, um, which I, I just don't understand. I don't I don't get why, with a young group like this, you wouldn't keep somebody in place for multiple years. They were able to get Monty Williams, though, which Monty Williams got a lot of interest um, from a lot of different teams. He's a good coach. He's He's got some... Uh, head coaching experience in the past. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he does with this group. As far as the best players on this team, you have Devin Booker, which Devin Booker's for now, at least for me, he kind of looks like the way Kevin Love was with the Timberwolves where he's putting on up really good stats, but they're empty stats. They're not helping him win. Um, so it'll be interesting to see as they add talent to this team, uh, if they're actually able to turn Devin Booker into, or if Devin Booker's actually a, a piece going forward on a winning team. Um, they also have DeAndre Ayton, who they drafted this last year, who is already showing that he can be a double-double machine in this league, can be a 20-10 and 10 guy. Um, needs to continue working on his shot and on extending his range to help space the floor. 
You have TJ Warren, who's a really good uh, bench scorer. He can start, um, but I would use him off the bench primarily because he he's a guy that you want to have the ball in his hands. And then they have Kelly Oubre Jr. Is it Jr.? I'm actually not sure on that. Um, Kelly Oubre, um, who they picked up this last year in a trade with the Wizards. However, Kelly Oubre is a restricted free agent this year. They can bring him back. They have the cap space to do it, and he, he fit really well with them. He did by far his best with them in his career. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they bring him back. As far as young prospects, you have Josh Jackson, who hasn't developed yet. Again, they need to just stick with a coach and let these guys develop. You have Miles Bridges, who they drafted this last year, who's a really good 3 and D wing, has already shown the ability to hit the NBA 3. You have Dragon Bender, who they decided not to pick up his fourth-year option, so he'll be a free agent this next year. Um, <clears throat> he just hasn't shown what they draft. He hasn't shown the ability that they drafted him to have. Um He's shown it in spurts. Again, the guy's 7'1". He has some small forward abilities. It's just he has not shown it on the NBA yet. He's His three-point shooting was just awful this last year. Um, <clears throat> they also have Eli Okobo, who they drafted this last year. Um, I think for the most part, he's going to be a backup point guard his whole career. And then you also have DeAnthony Melton, who they got in the second round this last year. He was actually a really good value. Um, he's a good scorer. Uh, probably going to end up playing more of the two as he get, gets going, but they, they just had nobody at the one, um, so he had to play it. Um, so going into this offseason, the Suns will have $26 million in space. They're, as far as free agents, they'll have uh, Tyler Johnson as a player option. I imagine he picks it up because he's – it's for $19 million and there's no way he gets that on the open market. You have Dragon Bender. You have Troy Daniels, who's a good uh, bench shooter. You have Kelly Oubre. You have Jamal Crawford, who probably is going to retire. You have Rashawn Holmes, who's a good backup center. And you have Jimmer Fredette, who's on a, on a team option. Um, which they picked him up late in the year. Uh, <clears throat> If I was them, I would probably uh, pick up the option just because it's on the minimum um, and just see what he gives you. Again, he's on a minimum, so if he doesn't work out, then you can just let him go. Um, so in my mock-off season, I have the Suns uh, actually go out and get Terry Rozier. Uh, I think, I think uh, Kyrie Irving is going to leave the Celtics, but if I'm the Celtics, I'd I would still move on from Rozier um, just because he he seems like a malcontent. He doesn't seem like a guy I would want in my locker room. Um, I have them bring Isaiah Thomas back. Um, Isaiah Thomas was a member of the Suns um, three or four years ago before he went to the Celtics. Um, he was with the uh, Nuggets this last year after finally coming back from his injury he wasn't able to find a spot in the rotation I would just bring him back on you know three four million a year just see if he can be that great bench scorer that he was before um, I have them go out and pick up Jermichael Green um, he, 
guy that can play the four or the five. Um, can can shoot, good defender down low, strong guy. I have them bring Kelly Oubre back, and then I have them just pick up uh, Jimmer Fredette's option. Um, going into this draft, the the Suns have the sixth pick. Um, Ja Morant and uh, Darius Garland are already off the board, so I have them go out and pick up uh, the one point guard that, you know, is not a second-round level guy that's left in Kobe White. After all this, the Suns will have will be $10 million over the cap, um, and their starting five will look something like this. You'd have DeAndre Ayton at the one, or at the five, uh, Jermichael Green at the four, Miles Bridges at the three, Devin Booker at the two, Terry Rozier at the one. I'd bring uh, TJ Warren off the bench, along with uh, Kelly Oubre. Ellie Okobo, DeAnthony Melton, Josh Jackson, Isaiah Thomas, and Kobe White. Um, in my second mock draft, if you listen to that, I actually had the Cavs or the I had the Suns trade that six pick to the Cavs um, in return for Kevin Love. Um, I think Kevin Love would fit really well with this team. It would give them some a veteran. It would give them a lot of the same stuff that I I that they'd get from Jermichael Green. That's the reason I had them pick up Jermichael Green. But Kevin Love's a much better player than Jermichael Green. Jermichael Green's good, but he's a guy that on some teams he'd start, some teams he'd be on off the bench. Kevin Love is going to be your one of your top two or three players on no matter what team it is. Um, the guy can shoot really well from any spot at the three. Can Hit baskets around the bat, around the hoop. Great rebounder. Um, not a great defender, but he's okay. If you look at the the Cavaliers' numbers um, with him on and off the court defensively, there really wasn't much of a change. So he's kind of a defensive neutral guy. Um, but if I'm the Suns, I'm looking into guys like Kevin Love. I'm looking into Aaron Gordon, Blake Griffin. Um, you know, I'm trying to find a veteran piece. I mean, Aaron Gordon really wouldn't be a veteran piece. He'd for, he'd fit more of the timeline with Devin Booker, but I think they do need to add a little bit of veteran presence and some more scoring to this team. Um, kind of take some pressure off of Booker as the number one scorer. But anyway, so with that, that'll end our, uh, our preview of the Pacific division. Again, huge news came down today. Anthony Davis traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, in return, the Lakers sent to the Pelicans, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and three first-round picks, including the fourth overall pick in this year's draft. Um, so yeah, this has been the seventh episode of the Wasatch Basketball Podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye.